My name's Red, and I want to tell you about Transformers. My curiosity is aroused. Welcome to Transformers Tuesdays, the show where we talk about Transformers all the time, every time. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and joining me tonight, I am not alone. I've got two, count them, two of my fellow Beastie fan holes with me. So why don't you guys give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight. Henshin, Michael. And now I do a fancy pose. Ching! And this is Justin. Yeah, so if you haven't figured out from the glistening glare on Mike's fancy pose, we are here to discuss some some anime. We're here to discuss some some Transformers cartoons. And basically, I guess this this will probably date this, but I don't really care. I, I think that some people will have noticed that something that I decided to do as a uh, a big watch through was uh, one of the blind spots in my. I guess Transformers knowledge or, or or viewing or entertainment or whatever is the Japanese series Beast Wars the Second and Beast Wars Neo. And you know, we're not of course I'm not going to subject Justin and Mike to, you know, an index series about that or anything, because we'd all probably Thank we'd God. all probably die a horrible death. But but Ugh. but I figured I figured it might be fun to do what I like to call a, a double dare. So what I did was and and you know and they they still may throw tomatoes at me when this is all said and done. But I picked what I thought were the best, like the 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 most serious or 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 the episodes that I personally enjoyed the most that had the least, I guess, shall we say, childish pedantics. Of of both series, Derek, yeah. If this is the best, I'd hate to see the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, these these are the best. Like like by far, the, this uh. is the, these are the best. So so and and so what we're gonna do basically is discuss an episode of Beast Wars Second, and then on the back half we're gonna discuss an episode of Beast Wars Neo. And if anybody wants to subject themselves and follow along, uh, they can do so. There's a fan subgroup. And that, that was the other reason why they brought this on. Because I, I used to always cry and whine. Like, I was like, oh, why can't somebody, you know, fan sub this whole series? Because we, we've seen episodes of this before. I mean, I'm sure all of us have. But they were either what we like to call, you know, asswipe fan subs, you know, VHS tapes. Or, you know, our, our good buddy... Steeljaw was part of like a, a fun fan dub back in the day too, right? It's like so there were there were different ways you could watch some of these episodes, but usually somewhere along the line they they stopped the project. So either they stopped getting subtitled after a few episodes, or they stopped getting fan dubbed after a few episodes and what have you. But there's a, a group out there now. It's Kariu Udo fan subs, 
And if you if you go to their YouTube page, and just so I, I know you're like, what the hell? Like, so so if you go to their YouTube page, it's it's K A R Y U U D O fan subs, right? And and they have all the episodes of Beast Wars Second and Beast Wars Neo subtitled, and they and they do a really good job on them. So as far as that goes, like. If you're if you're curious, if you're interested, if you want to see what we're talking about, we're gonna have some links to those fan subbed episodes in the show notes and everything like that. But just to get started, the episode I selected for Beast Wars Second is the 35th episode. The Kairuyudo fan subs title is Lyo Jr.'s Insurrection, or I guess if you go by the TF Wiki's title, it's Lyo Jr.'s Revolt. And this was produced by TV Tokyo NAS Ashi Productions. It aired November 25th, 1998. The writer is Kazuhiko Goto, and the director is Shintaro Itoga. And the animation studio is Ashi Productions, like we said. And uh, presumably this fits into, according to the TF Wiki, the Japanese Generation 1 cartoon continuity. And for the most part, I, I normally like run like the hills from doing something like this because I think the TF Wiki's usually snarky and opinionated in all their synopses. But for the most part, these were pretty good, and I only made like little minor tweaks of things that I couldn't, you know, stomach saying. So, and there weren't too many of those. So I used like most of the synopses from the TF Wiki. So thanks to them for, for their synopsis. So the ten thousand foot level synopsis of this episode, the the Justin synopsis, if we just had one sentence, is using Yay. using Angolmoi energy, Galvatron corrupts Lyo Junior and through him Magna Boss. And then at this point, if I was Justin, I'd be like disgust. But there, there there's some more detail to it. So we'll 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 read the the more I guess wordy synopsis to let everybody know what's going on in this episode. So. Yeah. Eric, what, what was the name of that energy again? <laughs> and go moi. <laughs> it's French, Justin. Uh, it's French. Is it? It's French. It's <laughs> Japanese it people saying a French word. So uh, it's it's French by way of Japanese by way of Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. So Nemesis has finally reached the fourth planet and has Gaia in its sights. On the planet, Galvatron observes Lyo Junior attacking an Angolmoi energy fortress defended by Dirge Gun and Thruster. While Gigastorm makes boneheaded commentary on the battle, Galvatron muses that perhaps Lyo Junior would make a better successor. Another facility overseen by by Hellscream and Max B comes under attack by Lyo Jr., Santon, and Skywarp. The battle is cut short when Galvatron's visage appears in the sky and asks Lyo Jr. not to fight, calling out their shared affinity for Angolmoi energy. To prove this, Galvatron has the energy underneath Lyo Jr. emerge to envelop the Maximal. At the Yukakaze, Lyo Convoy senses his protege's predicament and sets out to investigate. Lyo Jr. falls into the Angolmoi energy to his teammate Shock, and Hellscream and Max B leave the scene. Within the energy, Lyo Jr. sees an image of Galvatron, who explains that the Angolmoi energy that flows within the Predacons also flows within Lyo Jr., a claim that the Maximal rebukes with his own claim that he was born from the good Angolmoi energy. 
Galvatron, of course, isn't particularly concerned with this and notes that sooner or later, Lyo Jr. will be bent to his will to attain universal peace by fighting for it and using their overwhelming power to preserve the peace. Galvatron then disappears, stating once Lyo Jr. understands this concept, that he will be his successor. Lyo Jr. crawls out of the Angoma energy to rejoin his comrades, and they run into Bighorn and Tasmania Kid. The five soon meet up with Lyo Convoy, and Lyo Jr.'s corruption reaches an apex and he attacks the other Maximals. Lyo Jr. begins spouting Galvatron's philosophy, which Lyo Convoy rebukes with his view that violence only begets more violence. In an attempt to get Lyo Jr. under control, Santon and Skywarp combine with him into Magna Boss, but this turns out to be a bad idea as Lyo Jr. takes control of the combination and attacks Lyo Convoy with all the might of Magna Bosses and Angoma Energy Ball. Scuba and Diver rush to the rescue with the Taco Tank and stop Magna Boss from cutting down Lyle Convoy with the Magna Blade. But the powerful combiner makes short work of the Taco Tank and Leo Convoy tells his subordinates to stand aside as he is the focus of Magna Boss's aggression. Just as Magna Boss is about to swing down his sword on the Maximal Commander, the last bits of Lyle Jr.'s conscience contact Lyle Convoy's spirit, explains what became of him, and asks his superior to destroy him before he's forced to do the unthinkable. Lyle Convoy refuses to give up on his successor and attempts to draw the evil Angoma energy plaguing Lyo Jr. into his Energon Matrix. The Gambit succeeds, and Lyo Jr. is cured of his corruption. An image of Galvatron appears in the sky and commends Lyo Convoy's actions before absorbing the evil energies into himself. Pleased that Lyo Jr. came around to his way of thinking, even if just for a moment, Galvatron disappears. As he fades away, he tells Lyo Jr. he hopes he won't regret not becoming the successor of his will. The recovered Lyo Jr. begs for forgiveness and berates himself for falling into evil, but Lyo Convoy reassures his successor that it was the strength inside him that saved the day. Their celebration is cut short by a rumbling brought on by the oncoming nemesis. And then, of course, we have the after-episode bit between Artemis and Moon 2, the Moon 2 report. Artemis mentions how strong Magna Boss was and asks, what's up with Angoma energy? Moon states it can be used for good or evil, depending on the user's intentions. Currently, the planet's Angoma energy is bad, thanks to the influence of Nemesis. Galvatron tried to corrupt Lyle Jr. with this evil Angoma energy, but he failed due to Lyle Jr.'s love for his comrades. Moon says that Artemis should learn to do the same by doing favors for him, like getting him snacks and shit, but the gynoid professes that her love belongs to Scuba. And I just have a quick Kairiudo fan subs have their little translation notes when they release all the episodes on YouTube. And the particular thing they say about this episode is during the episode preview, Artemis and Moon talk about the ancient Gaians. Besides the name planet Gaia, the term comes from the practitioners of Gaianism, which are termed Gaians or sometimes Gaianists. Followers typically approach the philosophy with the perspective that you should honor the Earth, reduce or soften the human impact on the Earth, and to be respectful of all life on Earth. 
The latter perspective is extended to all forms of life such as plant, animal, or human, and followers will often try to maintain a close relationship with the planet in order to strive towards world peace, maintain global homeostasis, and find inner fulfillment. Gaians will occasionally follow Gaianism along with other religions, but for many, Gaianism is not necessarily religious. And that's pretty much the synopsis and some, some factoid bits on Gaians and the episode. I know you've already like started throwing tomatoes at me, so I'm just going to say as a response to that too, perhaps if you had watched all the other like shitastic episodes, this would be a breath of fresh air. But since I spared you from that, maybe you guys will be much harsher on this episode than I could be given that I've seen like the entire product. But uh, I guess I'm curious, like, how much of this have you guys seen? Like, I know, Justin, you tried to watch this and you checked out. And, like, I'm assuming you didn't even get this far. But I, I guess, you know, opening it up to you and Mike, like, well, what did you guys think of this? And what, what do you think of my assessment that this is the best the, the show has to offer in terms of something that's, you know, at least semi-serious, that has some some kind of dramatic... I guess, pull to it. Well, like I said, if this is the best, I would hate to see the worst. You know, a few months back when you were doing your watch through, I kind of was like, you know, I've never seen the whole series. And since there are fan subs, I was like, okay, I'll take, you know, a cue from Derek and join him on this journey. And I got to maybe episode five or six and I quit. I couldn't <laughs> take anymore. I just, it was just too silly and goofy i mean i wasn't expecting like i wasn't expecting anything on the level of you know our beast wars that we had i wasn't expecting anything dark or gritty i was just expecting something i don't know i don't want to say competent but just i guess i was expecting something different i i, I wasn't expecting something very like goofy and lighthearted and well, the, full of no, no, jokes yeah. and gags no and that's stuff. fair i mean i mean you go most people go into transformers expecting some kind of action adventure thing whether it's for children or whether it's 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 a little more serious uh, you know and and i guess you know you could argue like even compared to to beast wars like this is very juvenile and and you know that it i mean if if you go in expecting beast wars you're going to be sorely disappointed if you just go in expecting like maybe a fun action cartoon along the lines of i don't know something that i think is probably mediocre like and you guys are going to throw tomatoes at me again but something like the old mortal combat cartoon like that's not perfection but you you and and there'll be a couple like gags and and one-liners but for the most part you know like the good guys are going to fight the bad guys and there's going to be an action bit and and there's going to be some fun stuff between the different characters that are having their you know quote unquote mortal combat but with this it's it's almost like you get an extra helping of of slapstick mayonnaise and japanese cultural in-joke itis with a slobbing of peanut butter you know like like all this kind of extra stuff that just you know it, it, it i can understand why it's it's not it's not something that's easy to acclimate yourself to i i do have a question do artemis and moon ever like 
join the plot. They, they, see, that, that's why I think this is one of the most serious episodes, is you notice they only show up at the end of this episode. They're in, like every episode dude like like they're they're part of like they're they they basically they watch all you know uh-huh. all the action and everything and and by the next episode after this like like you learn like who they are and how they're related to the planet and all this other stuff so okay. it's like it's like I was under, this is why I picked this episode, because this episode I thought, oh good, it's getting all serious now, it's going to be like the last couple episodes of Gundam Wing, where like, you know, the last episodes of anime get kind of heavy, and because it's like the end Mm -hmm. of the world, and it's going to be serious, and then when I got to the next episode, I was like, nope, it's more of this, moon, you know, and you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, (laughs) like, I thought this was going to be like more serious now, and it's not, you know, it's just not, but... To me, this this yeah, I, this was the one thing where I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool like, you know, he's trying to like I, I the the other thing about this, too, is I think Galvatron is probably the best villain in this. And, and you might be like, duh. But since he like in the first couple episodes, they put him in like, you know, put him to sleep, basically. And yeah. then and then you've got his his little brother doing all the the uh you know the the leading and everything and and that guy i mean you talk about slapstick and three stooges and all that other stuff like i mean that's that element in this episode is still there but it's very it's very downplayed with his lieutenants because galvatron is the main focus i think so i mean i guess it's funny for me like like I guess when you're trying to view it as a pure action adventure romp, it fails because of all those kind of slapsticky comedic elements that go on between the different Maximal and Predacon factions. The only time it really works for me, and I toyed around with maybe picking one of the best comedic episodes, I guess, but I I, I went against that instinct just because... I figured I'd try to play both these episodes off as, like, these are the ones I think are the strongest in terms of, you know, kind of a a, a veneer of seriousness, right? But maybe, like, in the mid-20s, around episode 21, you have this weird, like, kind of unrequited, like, romance, like, triangle between Bighorn loves Skyla, who is the part of the third faction like pirate seacon group or whatever, right? And Skyla loves scuba. So it's like it's just this weird funny ass thing and like poor Bighorn is like totally like struck by the thunderbolt, he's head over heels and like all this wacky hijinks comes of it because it's like he accidentally like cuz she's, you know, she's a predacon essentially, right? Like so there there there's this funny shit where like they get into a fight and he has to punch her and then it's like wait I didn't mean to punch you because I think you're really cute and I'm sorry and then she gets all mad and like and then it just goes on throughout the rest of the series basically like this kind of running gag of like she's all and she's like Mr. Scuba Sama I totally love you and then it's like Scuba's just kind of like 
um, get away from me, you're a psycho hose beast, like, I just want to go over here and hang out with my maximal pals, like, like, leave me alone, or whatever, so it's like, and, and I'm probably not doing it very much justice, but, like, that's probably, in terms of the, the wacky humor, like, I think that's probably the stuff that made me laugh the most, that I, I kind of keyed in on, or got, or understood, or felt at a very base level, you know, but, I mean, otherwise, like, I could kind of leave, like you said, like some of this other juvenile humor that goes on between the Maximals and Predacons. And this, you know, this for me was just an example of something that had that pushed down, dialed down to like the minimum. And, you know, I figured, you know, maybe it would, you know, give you guys an opportunity to see, you know, you know, whatever. It's a double dare. It's still a dare, right? You know, there was there was one line in this that made me laugh. What's his name? BB. You know, he he becomes like Max mm-hmm, BB or mm-hmm. whatever. So like when he was BB, he would always say Roger. Like that's all he would ever say. <laughs> like Her- Hellscream would say blah blah blah, and he'd say Roger. And so in this, now that he's upgraded, he says Max Roger. <laughs> I, I don't know. That just made me laugh. For yeah. some reason. I mean, those guys are pretty funny too. Like that. That you know, the the other thing that cracked me up about that is like, so Max B, right? Like he he turns into like a wolf, but then I I love how they still go flying off together because I was like, oh, he's a wolf that flies. Like I was like, okay. What about you, Mike? Like how how far along had you gotten into the Beast Wars second? type of series and had you seen this particular episode before similar to justin i i long ago like someone there were like ass wipe fan subs of beast wars 2 like on youtube or whatever and i think they either ended at like episode six or seven or or i just decided i couldn't take anymore and i just gave up like or whatever but that's pretty much all i watched and then you know i watched the movie and like, you know, I'd sometimes I'd see some scenes like at random on YouTube and the same with Beast Wars Neo. Like, I don't like I've always said that, you know, Japan, like for in Japan, Transformers in general is like a rung lower on the like, you know, age range, like target age range. So it's it's you know, they, they tend to target make most of their like Transformer shows a bit childish, I think. And. You know, obviously, it's very obvious when you watch Beast Wars 2. So, you know what? What really struck me is, like, everyone, you know, everyone likes to bash, like, Armada's, like, animation. But, man, like, this episode especially, like, this had terrible animation. Like, everyone was, like, off-model in, like, every single scene. And, like, I don't know, there's this, when Leo Jr. first shows up, he's got, like, this creepy-ass grin on his face in lion mode. And I'm like, what the, like, ah, like, I don't don't know. Like, and I'm kind of like, man, this is, like, just as bad or as worse as the worst of Armada's, like, animation. But no one ever, like, you know, kind of, no one, no one pokes at that. Like, I'm sure Beast Wars 2 had episodes that had more than passable animation, but I don't know. This episode in particular, I thought was really ugly looking, but I don't know. As far as, like, the story goes, like, it was okay. I mean, it's your typical, like, you know, e- your, one of your teammates is evil, so you must fight him. Like, blah. And, like, I don't know. I, I kind of was, like, like, I always knew that, like, Lyo Jr. controlled Magnaboss altogether. So, like, I was kind of like, no, don't form Magnaboss, you morons. Like, you're just going to make him all evil. But they did it anyway. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you, you brought up Armada. And I just going off of some of your comments, I'm just curious, like, 
I know also you said that you feel like the the Japanese versions of Transformers are skewed to a lower age range, right? They're targeting a different audience. But, like, like can I... Uh, this is not like you're wrong. This is more like, like, well, how would you rank Beast Wars second in terms of other non-Beast Japanese animation? Like, like do you think, like, Victory is kitty or... Or Master Force's Kitty, or you know what I mean? Like, like where does where does it fall for you in in terms of those spinoffs? I guess I think Victory especially is a bit more mature than this is. Like maybe, I mean, like you know, since they're robots, they can still kill people off for the most part. But I, like, does anyone major die in Beast Wars too? Like, I don't remember really mm. like what I've I read. Don't, I don't but think so. like, I mean, maybe Galvatron at the yeah, very end, but that doesn't. I mean. He, I mean, like Armada had a bunch of. I mean, I mean, deaths, I suppose you could argue with but, the reformatting. There's an element of death to that, but you know, like, yeah. like you think you think like, they're dead, but then they come back as other characters and everything. Yeah. I guess, I guess, all I would say though is, I mean, you you think like to turn the tables on you, like that if you think victory is is uh, uh, m- I don't know less childish or more serious or however you want to phrase it, like. I mean, I think of those, you know, the the Dino Pretender guys. I mean, they're just as bunch of goofy, like kind of, uh, you know, kid friendly, like you know, poop and caca joke team as all of the characters. I mean, I'll, I'll grant you, like that's true of every character in this practically, except for maybe, except for maybe Lyle Convoy and Galvatron. Like that's true of the entire cast in this show. Whereas I, I I could see your point where you said, well, you know, star saber is not like that, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, the, 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 the different Decepticons are not all like that, but that dino team, like, I mean, they're always like, you know, trying to like fly in space and doing the thing with their little dino paws and shit. I mean, it's not like, it's not like they don't try to play up to that, target audience with those characters either in in those shows i guess yeah that's true i I don't know i just well i think like you said i think like more characters in beast wars 2 are inherently goofy than like you know certain characters in victory that are like specifically intended to be goofy. by by the numbers like they they that outnumbers the characters in victory i guess You, you know what i thought if you like just change the character names and maybe some of the situations like you could easily rewrite this as like a generation one episode like instead of lyo jr it could be bumblebee and it could be like you know megatron's trying to like corrupt bumblebee for some you know scheme of the week reason or something like i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is like that's kind of a positive other than making me laugh it's like i guess i guess i can't be too hard on it because it's it is made for a different age group and it's probably you know like if like say if i had watched this as a five or six year old like you know i would probably have nostalgia for this right yeah yeah i mean i can see that yeah Yeah. but as you but watching it as an adult it just kind of gets on my and and, and conversely (laughs) like you know i'm the first to like throw tomatoes at season two of of the original Transformers series. So, I mean, while that might be a positive for you, it helps me see your guys' point of view, too, because sometimes I look at some of those season two episodes that I don't have as much built-in nostalgia for and kind of go, oh, PU, episode of the week where 
Megatron's corrupting Bumblebee, but they all act like goofballs in it and, you know, slip on, you know, banana peels and can't fit through door awnings or, you know, what whatever's going on, right? Like, so it, I, I can sort of see from your guys' perspective as well. Well, at least no one was defeated with a bucket of corn in this episode. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bucket of angongwa. Angongwa. <laughs> I'm sorry, Derek. Every time you said Angoma in your synopsis, I was like chuckling to myself because <laughs> that's that's such a friggin' Japanese like thing. It's like, how do you say this? It, it's such it's kind of like Krillin. It's like, you know, we say Krillin, but it's actually and I can't even say it like Mike, you can say it better than I can. It's but like, it's like K- Korean. Yeah, it, it doesn't roll off the English speaking tongue like easily yeah, it's yeah, like angle yeah. like kukurin it's like uh just call him krillin okay that works it's just angle blah like that's, that's such a japanese like concept and like word it just you know it just smacks you in the face i mean i i as you know as soon as i started like knowing of it i i, I always just said angle moist like <laughs> so i just <laughs> pronounced it phonetically but <laughs> And gold noise. That sounds wrong and dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to ask about like the taco tank for some reason, you know? I I also laughed at that because I, I don't think I'd seen that in my episodes. Then you were like, and the taco tank. I was like, what the crap is he talking about? Like, I was like, oh, the octopus yeah. thing that Scuba was in. Yeah, okay. It's like, it's like that's, like, taco that's, tank. that's like, that's like his, his bug or his like, Archimedes owl ship or whatever like that's that's like Scuba's thing where he's all super cool in it but then if I recall correctly like I think like Tasmanian kid like all the young kid characters are like can I drive it and they're like no can I drive it and then they like of course they try to drive it and the hijinks ensues it's all like fucking Jack Chipper Three's Company bullshit in the middle of your Transformer show with this fucking taco tank and shit. But you know, I, I know how it's spelled, but like I was just thinking like taco, like T A C O. Yeah. The taco tank. But I'm get your tacos. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and and of course I can understand too, like the. Like Artemis and Moon, like oh my god, like yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, and and that's that's part of what I think I was talking about the the other week when we were talking about Energon and the 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 Superlink special, like that that they were similar to those cutesy characters in that oh, tournament. The cat girls you know, yeah, right? because because uh, you know Artemis again, like she'll have moments where she's like, oh Galvatron Sama's like so dreamy and stuff, and you're just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like whatever, you know. Uh, I guess she's a she's a gerbil too. I guess now that I've learned that terminology, you know, like I was like, uh, what? Like I don't get it. But I do, I do. I mean, for for me to say like like more positive things, things that I like. I mean, I really do like the voice acting for Galvatron. I think it's it's really good. Like I enjoy his work. Yeah. You know, like he he certainly brings a presence to the character that I think is warranted, uh, deserved. You know, or, or helps sell the the gravitas of of the temptation of the fact that he's you know the the god emperor of the decepticons you know that kind of terminology so i mean i i i, I enjoy that part of of the show like whenever how come, he comes how come on. him and i always wondered why him and magmatron's jaws are like wired shut mm. like they only yeah. talk with their gritted teeth <laughs> all the time maybe maybe that's a that's a thing you know 
It's like, I will defeat you, loyal convoy. Like, <laughs> maybe if he talked like that. Yeah. Well, I always used to remember that uh, I think, uh, like, I, I used to get told stories about uh, grandparents and things that were trying to be threatening and how, how like, they would talk, they would grit their teeth, you know, like, so maybe that's that's what it's supposed to inspire, mm. you know, this kind of, like, not so much that, that it's, like, a funny thing, like you're saying, but just somebody's up trying to be like, all right, mister, I'm going to fuck you up or so you know like something like where somebody's trying to look bad but the only way they can do that is by like making an angry face i guess or something i don't know you know like that's that's the only thing i can think of that that they're trying to sell that that those those uh god emperor characters are are just they have that angry gritted teeth face all the time so derek when unicron is revived he eats artemis and moon right i mean they <laughs> they die horribly right yeah just like um uh freaking what's his face from doctor who like immediately died and then mickey died in the next episode of doctor who when i when i was asking about it like it's just it's, it's exactly the same it's <laughs> just like that uh okay uh. <laughs> it's like like <laughs> does moon look to artemis and is like oh shit what are we gonna do now like, like, and, and she's like oh shit moon what are we gonna do now moon awesome you are receiving a transmission from the rod pod upload pending Stand by for soundtrack transfer. I am Maggie. And I am John. And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head. The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic, which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by. Upload complete now. The Rod Pod. Look for us at marriedwcomics.libsyn.com at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found. So, uh, till all are one. Till all are one. All right, well, let's, um, sounds like we're, we're good on Beast Wars second. Let's, let's move on to the, the back half of the episode. And the, the episode, of course, see, you, you can tell my feelings about it was because I, I at least got into the 30s before I picked, like, a very best episode of, and this just reveals my feelings about the entirety of Beast Wars Neo, is I think one of the best episodes is the sixth episode, which means, to me, it's all downhill after that. So, we've got Beast Wars Neo episode six. The Kairudo fan subs title is The Dinosaur Combiner Magmatron, or according to the TF Wiki, it's just Dinosaur Combiner Magmatron. Not too much difference. 
Same production companies, and the air date was March 10th, 1999. The writer was Junki Tagami, uh, Takagami. The director is uh, Yunosuke Yanaze, and I do not have a a wham bam thank you ma'am 10,000 foot level synopsis, but we'll we'll get into what happens in this episode. Stampy and Brake are on the run with Angoma Capsule in tow. Dead End is hot on their heels and chases them into a trench where he opens fire and takes the capsule. Elsewhere, Karada and Heinrad are in the same boat retrieving a capsule while Gildart and Saberback fire upon them. Eventually, they drop their capsule and the Predacons take yet another victory. Meanwhile, back on the gung-ho, all the Maximals, save for Longrack and Big Convoy, are currently recovering in CR chambers. Navi hovers in with a report that a capsule has been located on the planet Flame. Big Convoy decides to investigate alone and heads off in search of the capsule. Upon arrival, he senses a presence. Sure enough, his old comrade, Rockbuster, bursts out of the ground and challenges him to a friendly duel. Big Convoy wins without much effort, and the two recall old times when Big Convoy was the lone wolf, one-man army of Cybertron. Rockbuster offers a partnership, but Big Convoy declines as his commitment to the new recruits takes priority. Rockbuster agrees and says his farewells. Back on the gung-ho, the Maximals emerge from the CR chamber in full health. Longrack is melancholy that Big Convoy chose to go alone, as if he and the rest of the team were completely irrelevant compared to their instructor. On planet Flame, Big Convoy walks into a meadow of flowers and a Predacon ambush. Magmatron orders the Predacons to return to the dinosaur as he wishes to fight Big Convoy one-on-one. -on -one. Magmatron then offers Big Convoy the two Angolmois capsules they collected as a prize should he win. However, if he doesn't, Magmatron will kill all of the new recruits. Rockbuster watches the events unfold from beneath the flowers. On the gung-ho, Navi informs the Maximals that Planet Flame is gravitating too close to the sun and that it will soon get too hot for Big Convoy to survive. The Maximals prepare to rescue him, not sure if they'll be able to make it in time. On the planet's surface, Big Convoy and Magmatron begin their duel. Magmatron breaks apart into his three dinosaur components and subdues Big Convoy, planning to hold him into the last minute and then teleport to safety before the planet burns. Rockbuster intervenes and distracts Magmatron, opening him up to a blast from Big Convoy's big cannon, ending the battle. Rockbuster then carries Big Convoy to his ship, but Big Convoy refuses to escape with him. He says that if his recruits come to search for him and can't find him, they'll end up searching until the planet burns them up as well. Rockbuster doubts the courage of Big Convoy's recruits, but does as he's told and leaves Big Convoy behind. Big Convoy passes out and awakens in a repair tank on board the Gung-Ho. The Maximals had indeed come to rescue him at the last minute, but were unable to secure the Angolmoa capsules from the Predacons. Big Convoy tells them all that even though they did not recover the capsules, something more important was gained on Planet Flame. Big Convoy thanks his students for risking their lives to save him. Brake laughs at him and comments that he's made yet another cheeseball combat at the end of an episode. 
Big Convoy then reflects that he said something he wouldn't have normally said, but this time without the prompting of Vector Sigma. Then Big Convoy announces the team is off to locate more Angolmois capsules, much to the chagrin of the rest of the crew. And that pretty much is the episode. There is another Kairiudo fan sub translation note. They mention Magmatron has a line where he says to Big Convoy, Tsuka Yosai Hoshide wa Siwa ni Nata na. Literally, you took care of me so well back in time at the Fortress Planet. The line delivered is supposed to carry a sarcastic undertone to what he's saying, making reference that Big Convoy didn't do a good job at trying to eliminate him. We've tried to relay that across by using italics on the so well part of the sentence. So that pretty much is the episode. And uh, as we've discussed in the uh, the intro episodes, I, I do love the theme song for this. Love is here. So I do like that. I wonder, I always wondered if Neo had a bigger budget than like Beast Wars the second, just because, you know, most all the main characters are new molds. Like, you know, Beast Wars the second had just reused a bunch of like U.S. molds. Well, like, they, they, they must have had more time to plan for it because I always felt like Beast Wars second was like them scrambling because they didn't have enough episodes of Beast Wars, right? So, so they put yeah. together this, uh-huh. this, like you said, in some cases, maybe poorly animated, last minute, you know, quickie animated thing. And then they grabbed all these, you know, existing molds and just put a new paint scheme on them and called them different characters, right? For the most part, except for what, like, you know, Galvatron and, and Lyle Convoy, right? Lyle Convoy, yeah, they're the only two i think original molds in that line but beast wars neo has like completely new molds so like i always thought like neo had a good premise like big convoy is like sort of a break of the mold of the typical like japanese like cybertron commander yeah like but like i i feel like maybe they don't like explore or stretch that premise as much as they could have. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a cool idea, right? Like the like the way I've I've come to think of it is like big convoys. Like if Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star had to be like Cable leading the New Mutants, or like like <laughs> or or like if he was like Thor, but then Thor like had to team up with Power Pack on a permanent basis for, like, his entire run of comics. And he was just kind of like, well, they're good kids, but I, I remember when I used to fight Surtur and all these guys, like, by myself, you know, like, kind of thing, you know? The animation was definitely better than the, like, second episode, at least, the Beast Wars second episode. So, you know, maybe this was one of the better animated, you know, one one of the better studios. Yeah, so. yeah. And I did like Rockbuster. Like, he seemed like a character up my alley. And, like, I've never, like, I knew of him before, but, like, I didn't know how big of a role he had in this series. And then I looked it up, and it's like he just shows up as a cameo, at, like, at the end yeah, of the series, yeah. and that's it after this. Yeah, there's, so. there's another character that probably steals Rockbuster's thunder. Like, I forget. He, like, I'm trying to remember his name, but he turns into, like, a, like a black stallion or something, and he, too, is, like... He's not like an old comrade per se of Big Convoy, but I think it's more like, hey, I heard you were training people. Like, I want to get trained too, you know, like type thing. Oh, uh, Mock Kick. Mock Kick, yeah. Like, like I, I feel like Mock Kick probably steals 
you know, Rockbusters Thunder than like that they couldn't they couldn't make him a regular cast member because the the they were so I, I feel like those character types were fairly you know similar enough that it would be you know it'd be like the larry's gone you can't have too many blue people in the x-men movies you know it's like you can't have these guys that both are old friends of big convoys like that's too many old friends larry you know like that kind of thing i know i was kind of thinking that if i I mean i guess i'm curious because i don't know how far or if justin ever got through any of these episodes at all but i i kind of think that that justin would end up coming to like like Magmatron in the same way that he might like, you know, a character like, you know, Ronin or Magneto or somebody like that. I think I've only ever watched maybe one or two episodes of Neo. Mm. After my disastrous flirtation with Second, I didn't even consider watching Neo. And, and I, I will admit, like, that they, they, they are, I, I feel like in terms of the the childishness or, or whatever we're calling it, the, the, the attempt to capture the target audience... To me, I feel like there's a lot more poopy caca jokes in this than there are in the second, you know, so. Yeah, I I remember asking you, like, almost every weekend, I'm like, how is your uh, Beast Wars Neo watch-through going? And sometimes you would just be like, oh, I'm stuck, and I, you know, I got busy, and it it wasn't a priority, and I was like, okay, you must not be into it as much. Well, and then there was, like, the gag I was always telling you week after week, because it's like, Oh. Vector Sigma always kind of makes him say like some words of wisdom to his trainees at the end of every episode. And it's like, he's always like, oh, I said a thing I shouldn't have said, you know? And it's like, it was just like, oh, fuck. I, like every episode it was like that. And then that that's how I knew like it was like super serious. Cause like there, there when, when, when I think it was like when, when it gets like really, really serious on this show, not that I enjoyed it that much, that's why I didn't pick the episode, but it's like they they bring back Galvatron from Beast Wars Second, but he's he it's really it turns out it's really Unicron possessing his body. It's supposed to be like super duper like end of the world serious or whatever and the reason why i knew it was super duper serious was i was like holy fuck he didn't like give them a dumb fucking speech and say i didn't say the thing i shouldn't have said the thing you know by the end of the episode it was just like the end of the episode comes and it's like bomb and i'm just like he didn't even you know it's like it's like ending like an episode of filmation superman without him like winking at the camera at the end and you're like <laughs> holy fuck what the fuck happened you know like kind of thing i i did enjoy this episode a lot more than you know leo junior's rebellion mm. or whatever kind of like mike said i thought the animation was a bit better i like that it's pretty simple it's just you know big convoy fighting magmatron on a planet and then i like the what's the crab guy's name rockbuster yeah I liked him because I was thinking, okay, this is going to be the predictable story of, you know, Big Convoy's old friend, and he's going to show up, and then when he's fighting Magmatron, his old buddy is going to turn on him. But it didn't go in that direction, so I was like, oh, that's good. I, I like it when, you know, these cartoons made for little kids, you know, can swerve, and I'm just like, oh, they didn't do the cliche thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, you know, Big Convoy's crew. Aside from the giraffe guy, they seem pretty wimpy. I don't know. Do they do they get beefed up later on? Because it well, seems like they're all like mostly small animals. Yeah, they're, I mean, they are small animals. I mean, I I think the notion is supposed to be like that they're they're scrappy. You know, like that they mm, they kind of okay. they kind of tough it out and everything. Like, I mean, breaks the you know the fiery angry lad. But there's plenty of 
like, goofball, like, crap with him, like, slipping and sliding as a fucking penguin, you know, and all that kind of shit, you know, like, and, like, Stampy, Stampy is probably the most, like, he's a rabbit, right? Like, he's probably the most cowardly, per se, of, of the entire crew, but it's also, like, when, when he overcomes that, it's like, uh, it's like this Herculean, like, 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 you, you almost have, like, a catharsis because he, he overcomes his, you know, like, his very, like, his nature is to run the fuck away, and when he doesn't do shit like that, you're just like, man, like, like, way to go, dude, like, 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 you know, good for you, and stuff like that. I think, Heinrad, like they, they, I guess, kind of spoiling things. Like Heinrad is like, uh, kind of like pretending to be a um goofball. Like, like his power is to like stop time, but usually it's only like for like a minute or something like that. And like it, it turns out like he's a lot more like he, basically he's he's a lot more um what's the right word, experienced than he lets on. But he's he's there to look out for them. Like, Vector Sigma kind of planted him just in case, like, shit goes down and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, he's he's more playing at being a dummy, per se, than he really is, or at least, you know, to, to a degree and everything. Karada, I think, is, like, one of the, you know, argumentative, like, Hawkeye types or... You know, like he, 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 he wants to do a good job, but it seems like he's always like getting into fights with like long rack or, you know, it's like, it's like they, they have that whole, like, you know, I don't know, Prowl, Grimlock, you know, Cyclops, Wolverine, you know, Wrath, Leo type relationship, I guess, like whatever you want to point to, like something like that. And I mean, that's, that's kind of my, like my lowdown of that crew. I mean, I, I, to me, it's, it's sad because I should like this show a lot more than I like Beast Wars 2nd, I think, because it's like, they're in space, they're on a spaceship, and they're a crew, like, I think all that stuff is, like, super cool, like, I like that, but I guess the the reason why it goes downhill for me is, like, it, you know, it has that, the ultimate sin, like, there's too many fucking clip shows, like, there's, there's a lot of fucking, like, even Airhammer was, like, warning me, like, oh, bro, there's clip shows. And then I'm sitting there going through my watch through, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot Airhammer told me, like, this, it's like the second to the last episode is a, I mean, it's, it's, see, Destiny bad. The second to the last episode is a fucking clip show. And, like, that's just, to me, like, I don't care about your weekly schedule or whatever was going on back then, and you know, whatever you had to do to get it out, like, I, I guess I'm, I'm on, uh, uh, you know, in, in terms of history, like, I'm on the side of, like, I'd rather them have taken, like, fucking 10,000 years to finish Doomsday Clock with the same artist than a fill-in <laughs> artist, as bad as everybody was yelling and screaming about that, because when you look back at that trade, you're just gonna be like, oh, that looks nice, you know, like, history will forgive you for that because we'll forget about it in a couple years or we probably won't forget but at least we'll be forgiving of it right whereas i don't know i can't 
Like, to me, the, the whole clip show thing, especially in, like, the second to the, like, the penultimate episode, like, that's unforgivable, you know? So it's, like, that's that's why, like, a lot of that stuff sort of fell apart for me. But I think, like, a lot of the concepts and stuff are cool. Like, I mean, I like I, I like the idea of Big Convoy, you know, that, that, you know, kind of what you guys were saying, that he's, like, a lone wolf paired up with these scrappy, like you know, bunch of recruits and everything. It's like, you know, it, it'd be like Charles Bronson teams up with Police Academy or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it's a cool, it's a cool idea, you know? Like, but like you guys are saying, like, did they manage to execute it very well? Like, I, I don't know. I don't think so, you know? So he'd be like, today we learned about the power of teamwork. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Except for, like, I guess Vector Sigma's the one pr- pr- prodding him along to say nice nice shit to the, the recruits at the end of it. But yeah, I guess, I don't know, if you're, if you're not going to watch it, you know, spoilers, but the, like, like Mag- Magmatron, I think, because, you know, since I've already sort of ta- told you about the whole Galvatron comes back as Unicron... So it's like, it's like once that happens, then obviously, like, that's a threat to Magmatron, and, like, he gets, like, you know, taken out for a little while, but when he comes back, it's like he's, him and and Big Convoy, like, they they have, like, probably, you know, even though it's ruined by, like, you know, interrupt this filler-itis and stuff, like, they, they do, I would say have a a ultimate rival fusion towards the end of the series you know what i mean like that they team up against unicron per se you know so like there's there's some good things towards the end as well but yeah that's that's pretty much what i got i mean i'm not i'm not unhappy that i did the watch through i don't know that i i don't know that i you know uh, it's it's not a ringing endorsement or anything it's just i'm i'm happy that we live in an age where I could satiate my curiosity that it's not just some some thing that's discussed in the bowels of the internet that you don't know or understand that you have no comprehension of that you just have to use your imagination on what possibly happened in it you know like I I love that there's people out there that had enough care and dedication to like subtitle the whole series like I mean imagine like you you have a tough time watching it I bet you like some of those guys probably didn't enjoy all the content of this, but they still, like, put in a bunch of work and, and translated it all and, and, you know, basically subtitled, like, all the episodes for people. So, like, I totally appreciate that. Were, were Beast Wars Second and Neo, like, sold to you guys, like, sort of, like, Scramble City was, like, where, or Headmasters, where it's like, oh, man, this is a Beast Wars anime, and it's totally different and cool, like, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Like, like it, it always seemed kind of mysterious. Like, it, it does make me think of, like, being on the internet in, like, you know, 1998 or 99, and I'm, like, discovering this, and I'm like, oh, wow. And then it seems like, you would find some like fuzzy screenshots, and I know like the the big bot portion of Bot Talk would have like would eventually have like a pretty nice like archive of screenshots, and I'm like, oh wow, like this looks cool. Like, oh, you mean there's like a black Lyo convoy? Like that looks pretty cool. And wait, you mean like Unicron comes back? Like, oh man, like I want to see that. And I remember like getting a, a, an issue of like 
was it Lee's action figure guide or whatever, and they had like that Japanese prototype of Unicron from this series that never got made. And I, I just remember looking at that, and I'm like, that looks so cool. Like, why didn't they make that? Like, that's bullshit. I would have bought that. Like, come on. But yeah, it always seemed kind of like, uh, I don't know, nebulous and mysterious. Yeah, yeah. And like, it, it could, like, you didn't know if it was awesome, but everyone talked about it so much, it had to be awesome. Like, like that, 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 that mysterious aspect to it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I guess answering Mike's question, I don't know that anybody ever sold it to me as being awesome. But I think it was like a case of one of those things where because you couldn't have it, it was desirable. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just remember seeing first seeing pictures of like Lyo Convoy and being like, oh, man, like that looks fucking amazing. Like how good like, you know, his show must be good. Like, <laughs> It's funny. I did. I, I remember being drawn to the design for Lyo Convoy. And I even remember it's funny. I remember being with my mom in New Park Mall and they had one of those little kind of. I don't know. It, it, it was it it was kind of like a Japanese mall shop, you know, where they they sometimes they would have the import toys in them and stuff like that. And then like even she got into it with me because I remember we walked over there and she's like, "Oh yeah, that does look nice with the little gold mane." And everything. like she was even kind of like drawn to it or whatever. So I remember that was kind of funny. But then we learned the terrible truth. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> But I give you credit, though, Derek. Like, I, I even I, I'm probably a bigger Transformers fan than you, but I've never found the like, you know, inclination to watch Second or Neo the whole way through. I, I mean, I guess I guess it goes back to what I'm saying about the guys that fan subbed it, because because I, I felt like I would be, um, I don't know, maybe hypocritical is too strong a word, but I mean. I have said in the past, like, oh, if only someone would subtitle this, I would watch it. And then I was sitting there going, oh, I remember when this came out, and I had the copies of it, and I was like, okay. I, and I'm like, I should make, you know, I should sit down and make the time to watch this, because I said I would, you know, like, and, and uh, you know, I, I did. So, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad that I did that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy that I have that comprehension of, of the, you know this this portion of of Transformers history, like that that it's not something that's nebulous anymore. So if some you know Jack and Apes make some comment about it, like he's an authority, I can go, well, I've seen it too, and I disagree with you, and I can feel fine saying that because I've seen the fucking thing, you know. But yeah, I remember. I remember people were pretty furious about the IDW Beast Wars like source books. Because they like, you know, they had profiles for all the characters, like even the Japanese ones. But it, it, because, you know, Second and Neo are so goofy, it's like they rewrote like everyone's personalities from those shows to be more like serious and stuff. And I, I remember people were really mad about that, where, you know, it's like, yeah, but, you know, not everyone has to be a super serious, like mm. super, you know, super guy. Yeah, yeah. And also, I talked about this off air, but I'm sorry, Henshin should not be translated as metamorph. That's bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know where that comes from. Like, like I've never seen it translated that way. Not in any previous, you know, Japanese Transformers series like Car Robots or anything, or or any kind of Tokusatsu series. It's always translated as Henshin. You know, it's Henshin means transform, like literally. Like, I don't know why they used metamorph. I just, I'm like, wait, what? I was like, oh, maybe that was like a goof. Nope, it's not a goof. That's just a don't, decision. 
Don't the Predacons say transform as their command code? Like it's like the Maximals say henchin and the or uh, yeah, and uh, the Predacons say transform. Like, like I, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I'm just saying, like, it's weird that you know the Maximals get the Japanese word and the Predacons just get a the English word because English people are evil. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> that must be it. But yeah, meta that is a weird translation. Like I would uh. I mean, what would maybe they were trying to differentiate it from the Predacons, like who yeah, say yeah. actually say transform, yeah. like they can't say convert. That's the GoBots word. <laughs> I can no longer convert. Anyone who can sit down and finish these two shows, like you should get some kind of award. Like if you could unlock achievements in real life, like Derek, you would have two big achievements here because I. I just don't have patience for this kind of stuff. No, no, no. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't deserve a prize or anything for for entertaining myself or or maybe not entertaining myself. But I, I, I just figured to to me, it's like the the whoever you know, like the the people that you know created the shows, and then also the 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 folks that were kind enough to translate it for an English speaking audience. Like, uh, you know, I I think the award or the the uh, trophy you know in the ps4 game should go to those folks you know and the award for <laughs> watching a childish cartoon goes to derek <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll get my button that pricks me in the side or whatever it is i'd like to thank god and oh yes satan <laughs> and derek then derek will have to be like oh i said something i shouldn't have said oh i, I said the thing i shouldn't have said What's like, here's, here's a question. Like, what do you think the, like, uh, I don't know how to put this. What's the life of like these characters? Like, like oh, in, in terms of like nostalgia or, or future products, like Lyle Convoy's obviously gotten a masterpiece toy and he's gotten several remakes. Like every time they make a lion guy, they pr practically like remake it into Lyle Convoy, but no one else has really gotten a like, like, I feel like the Lyle Convoy stuff is is thanks to, you know, I guess I, I think like Bobby Skullface coins it as like the what like the famous five or I forget what he calls them, but like the basically he, he like picks like five or six characters where you know if they start a new line they're gonna have like an Optimus, a Megatron, a Starscream Soundwave, Grimlock, Bumblebee, you know, like like these staples of of Transformers. And I, I feel like that's a trickle down from Optimus Prime being a staple, the whole, you know, Lyle Convoy thing. Like if they made, I wouldn't be surprised if they made, you know, a masterpiece big convoy. But anything else that that would be, because you, you know what was funny was when, when I had Dan Canna do the, the, you know, Rodimus and Cheetor shaking hands and I had the other guys in the background and everything. Like, I think part of the appeal or attraction to it was, oh, I've never, I've never drawn Brake or Tasmanian Kid before. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I think those, those other characters are going to be on the, the more obscure, you know, that, like, I think you, it, it, it's, it, it's a sign that you were in the shit at some point with Transformers fandom. If you, if you recognize and or have some sense of nostalgia or, or like for some of those characters, I think. Were you in the shit? Yeah, I was in the shit. I really like the Lyle Convoy design, but I owned the 
big convoy toy for several years, so I think I have more appreciation for him just because I, I own the actual toy. And Mike, didn't Big Convoy get like some kind of encore release last year or something? Yeah, just yeah, just recently, and they they like recolored him to look more like Cell animation. Mm -hmm. And they even, I think you can even buy like that Matrix cannon he has in the last episode, like as an accessory to plug into his chest or something. Yeah, because him and uh, him and Lyle Convoy have a big, giant team up at the end of that show. So. Which, which again, I thought was weird. Like, you're speaking to the longevity of those characters. Like, I always kind of wondered. I'm like, okay, well, Lyle Convoy made it this far into the series, you know, as a legacy character, you know, all the way to the end of Beast Wars Neo. But I was like, what the fuck happened to his crew? You know what I mean? Like, like where are all those other guys? You know, but I who knows? Derek, you're talking about stuff like, you're, you're talking about stuff that sounds interesting, like... You know, Unicron using Galvatron's body. Yeah, that's weird. Like, the old like, convoy showing I, I, up. To, like, were those episodes, it's, like, not satisfying or anything? Some of it was. I mean, there were portions of it that were. But again, like I said, the, 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 the constant interruptus with the filler stuff pissed me off. And then, and then I think, I think, like, it sounds cool when you say, like, Unicron. But then when you realize, like, how do I explain it? It's like, it's like if you said, dude, there's a new run of Fantastic Four and Galactus comes back and you're like, oh man, Galactus, awesome. And it's like, yeah. And then you know what he does? He, he possesses Dr. Doom. Okay. Yeah. So he's in Dr. Doom's body. Okay. Does he ever like become Galactus? No. No. (laughs) He's just, he's Dr. Doom, but, so Dr. Doom's, like, totally, like, mind-wiped and fucked up? Yeah! Well, wasn't Dr. Doom a cool character? Yeah, but he's back, but not back, because Galactus is in his body! Yeah! And I'm just kind of like, <laughs> and then, I think what makes it worse is, like, I don't think he ever, like, I'm trying to remember, but I don't think he ever changes into his robot mode in that either so it's like Mm. it's like yeah i don't know it's like it's like if dr doom was just like a dragon the whole time or some shit you know like like where you're like oh man like like wait he didn't even like he's not really you know he doesn't even get out of beast mode or something i i can't remember i might i might be like you know it's it's been a little while but i mean i i I don't know if that reflects but like there there were again like there were aspects to it where like you said the the mystery of it like what i'm saying might sound cool but like i think Mm -hmm. i think when you actually see the execution of it it's it's a little wanting i think you know like where you you're kind of like wait is that that's it like that's like unicron just possesses someone and it's like it's supposed to be like all badass in the end of the world but it feels like somehow diluted you know like 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 you know you're you, it's like here's some fine malt liquor with like ten thousand gallons of water in it you know and you're just kind of like oh well you kind of fucked all that up right like that that wasn't it sounded good but somehow it just wasn't it wasn't what what you would have expected i think or or at least maybe the the promise of what you were expecting was not delivered i don't i don't know how to sort of quantify that but yeah we'll take your word for it okay yes okay. yes well you know i guess that's that's what i'm here for and and you know if if people listening out there want to take my word for it too that's fine if you don't 
if you want to either prove me wrong or or you're just curious to see it for yourself, like I said, I mean, you know, if you're bored and you got nothing else to do, like you can at least check out a few episodes or maybe the episodes we're talking about because they're they're easily available on YouTube. You can totally follow along if you just want to do it for the podcast. That would probably make me happy. If you have any comments, questions, and or concerns, you can reach us at fanhallspodcast at gmail.com. You can check out the backlog of episodes of Transformers Tuesdays over on the fanhallspodcast.blogspot.com so you can download all the episodes of Transformers Tuesdays from the very beginning. And we are on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, retweets, etc. that we receive. And we can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, we're on Google Play, Spotify, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, firing off his big cannon, signing off. Hey, it's Mike, signing off. And this is Justin. Max Roger. Max Roger. Roger. I laughed at that too. Love is here, I thought was a little cheesy in the in the number one issue it was well like it was kind of a funny cheesy but uh, he has the dinobots like transform and it's supposed to be like a maximize or terrorize thing but he has them say dinobots traumatize so i'm like that's kind of cheesy but okay like i'll accept it like at least they didn't say metamorph like in these subs which irritates the crap out of me like that means transform stupid idiot but I've never seen that translated as metamorph before. Like, I don't get it. Like, they're not metam, they're not anamorphs. So why does it say <laughs> meta? Oh, and they don't. Um, they don't get into a fucking cocoon and take six months <laughs> to fucking come out as dinosaurs either. Transformers would be far less exciting if they all had to do that. <laughs> like, like every time. All right, it's time to go into battle, guys. <laughs> get in your cocoons. Six months later. Rawr! Is it weird that that crappy episode made me laugh, but the uh, Superlink thing didn't make me laugh at all? <laughs> should, should I feel bad? No. Am I yeah. a bad no, fan? No, no, Yes, you should. Hey, Mike's, can- you should. Mike's canceling you, but I am not. Oh. You're canceled. <laughs> uh, absolutely.
Oh, I said a thing I shouldn't have said. <laughs> uh, yeah, every episode. <laughs>